Welcome to the Career Lift Podcast, brought to you by the Career Development Center at OSU Cascades. In the same amount of time it takes to ride the lift from base to summit, you will learn and gain advice from industry professionals on how to give your career a lift. Welcome, Ben Beeves, to our Back to School Job Fair series. Today, we are speaking with Tara Furtado, who is a program manager at the Bethlehem Inn here in Central Oregon. So welcome, Tara. Thank you so much for being with us today. If you don't mind just sharing a little bit about your position and background to start, that would be great. Yeah. uh, So I'm Tara Furtado. I'm the program manager at Bethlehem Inn. Bethlehem Inn is an emergency homeless shelter for adults and families. Our adults program called Next Steps has uh, 112 beds and our families program, Families First, has 10 individual family units. So I am the program manager. I oversee program staff and case managers. We, our mission is shelter, help, and hope. And we offer temporary shelter, necessities and resources for residents and empowerment in the form of case management. Great. And can you speak just generally about Bethlehem Inn and kind of a little bit more background information about the organization? Sure. So Bethlehem Inn is a high barrier emergency shelter in our community. We are one of just a, a couple shelter agencies um, in this community and also in Eastern and most of Southern Oregon, um, mainly e- Eastern Oregon. So um, we years ago started as a warming shelter in the wintertime. There are fantastic churches in the area realized there's a group of individuals camping off China Hat and the folks got together and just said, we have to do something to help the help campers. So it transitioned from a warming shelter from church to church and went to a year round shelter off of British Street. And just, I mean, it feels recent that we then transitioned to what was the Econo Lodge, um, where our location is now, there is no Econolodge anymore. We just concluded a complete rebuild and expansion of the Next Steps and Families program. So a little bit about our expansion, we expanded 100% for families. We went from five family units to 10 family units. And with the Next Steps individuals, we went from around 86 beds to 112 beds for individuals. We also went from having just this tiny kitchen to a full commercial size kitchen. Uh, Now we have a kitchen manager, which is so fantastic. Um, Yeah, there's a, it's, it's pretty remarkable to see the progress that our agency has made and just the community support to assist individuals that are experiencing homelessness. Yeah, that's great. And that new expansion was right behind like the main kind of lobby area of Bethlehem Inn on Third Street. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. We yeah. Just, we sit right back behind Connects and Midas. It's just mm-hmm. tucked right on back back there. Uh, if you know where we're located, you can do a drive through through our parking lot. It's really just beautiful buildings. Um, it's a it's 
emergency shelter. However, the it really feels transitional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. And do you mind sharing um, kind of where you guys sit with hiring status? Obviously, all things considered, there's definitely difficulties and I'm sure um, it looks different this year. But if there are current positions available, we'd love to just hear more about the details and specifics on those. Um, and if not, are there any volunteer opportunities or future opportunities coming in the pipeline? Yeah, definitely. What a unique time we are in right now, right? Um, <laughs> a nice way of putting it. <laughs> as, as a program manager, I could answer some questions so just quickly, like with my eyes closed and half asleep, answer questions. And what we've all had to do is relearn. And now our responses are, do you want to hear pre-COVID answer or COVID answer. So I'm going to kind of answer both. I'm going to mush this a little bit together. So obviously due to COVID fall and winter, um, Bethlehem and won't be able to accommodate any placements for internships or practicums. Uh, however, with specifically internships and practicums, If you are a student and you're interested in learning more or you know you want to do your placement at Bethlehem Inn, reach out to me. We are are making those reservations now. Um, So that's that's that category. As far as employment, we are currently hiring for an overnight position. It is not yet posted on Handshake or Craigslist or Facebook yet. And that's really because with our agency, we, our staff is a team and we are looking for individuals that want to, want to be here for longer periods of time and not just a band-aid to help get through to when a job is open. Um, we understand the overnight positions are really challenging and I think we're just kind of holding off from posting right now um, just to see what comes up with fall. So if you know that you want are looking for overnights and that is exactly what you want, again, you can reach out to me and I can tell you a little bit more. Uh, but as, as the days go by, um, I think a position will be posted. Now, If this was not COVID time, we would be hiring for day program staff, program support individuals, and case managers. That that is something that we will be doing in the coming time. (laughs) TBD. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) It's so so difficult to answer, but man, we sure try. <laughs> mm-hmm. And do you mind speaking a little bit about what um, some of those positions would look like in normal times, kind of the tasks or responsibilities um, that a student could expect from a position like that? Yeah. So within our agency, and this this is for, for employment, within our agency, we have specific departments. We have a programs department, which does the direct service, case managers, program support. We have a facilities department um, and they keep everything everything around here up and rolling. I, and kitchen, we have, a, we have a kitchen manager. So we have 
a commercial kitchen there. So, so positions can really look like all kinds of different interests that you have, whether it's facility maintenance, um, culinary or direct service. Those are, those are basically the specific departments. My department is programs, the direct service. So for the position that we have available, the overnight, it is direct overseeing the site, the safety and security of the site with residents. Uh, we have a, we have a large population of individuals that are frontline workers, and our responsibility is to keep a safe and secure location. So those of us community members that go grocery shopping, the person that is working that grocery shopping job has a place to come home to and sleep and and be safe so that in turn, everybody in the community can remain safe. So we, that position is really just, it's making sure that everything is calm on site, necessities are, are taken care of for residents. We have done a little bit of, um, not necessarily outreach, but because some other agencies are having really limited drop-in hours, our staff is is limitedly offering food to those that aren't currently residents and and um, other resources. That's not something that we typically do. But again, this is a time where all agencies are having to look at what the community need is and try to fill some of those voids in the community. Yeah, definitely. And what does it kind of look like work culture, work environment wise? Um, Again, it might be a pre-COVID, post-COVID type question. (laughs) But yeah, what, what does kind of the work at a nonprofit providing services for those experiencing homelessness look like? Um, yeah, that's a really difficult question to, to answer. Um, our work is not about us. Our work is about empowering others to help improve their self-sufficiency in their mind and with their goals. Um, it's really easy to want to get into this field and say, I want to help people. And that's, that's not, that's not the mission, right? Even though our mission shelter help hope with that help piece, it's really empowerment. It's what do you want your goals to be? What do you need? I can tell you what I think you need, but that might, that might not be something that you want. And we can't, I mean, in life, we can't want something more for someone than they want for themselves. Um, I think specifically at our agency and in our, the culture of our agency is we are communicators with each other and with our clients. Um, We all commit to working on our own trauma so that we can assist others and meet them where they are. If you're not willing to work on your own trauma, then there's no way that you can say that you are a trauma sensitive or trauma informed, um, agency. And all of our staff commit to that. All of our staff commit to, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And all of our staff, like we have commitments and our culture looks like you commit, 
you commit to what you practice on site, you practice off site. We all have an ethical and moral obligation to be, to act a certain way when we're not here. And I think our culture is we, we expect um, professionalism. We expect communication, um, obvious, I mean, obviously empathy and compassion and also really just, I think being open to being open to changing your own life. We all agree and commit to being teachable and being receptive and learning you know, I've been at this agency, it's almost nine years and I learn something new almost every day. And I learn from my staff. I learn from my staff that I, we just hired. And I think that's how you can work in social services. And that's how you can work with nonprofit is you have to be willing to also be a partner. And that's our, our workplace culture also we don't we don't claim to be the ones that are ending homelessness. You know, we we are partners in the community. We want to be partners. We want to be approachable. Um yeah. It's big. This is a big question. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. I'm so glad I asked it because I think that you've hit on so many important aspects, not only for a role in kind of nonprofit social services, but for really, I think, any job um, to be able to have that self-reflection of like owning what's on your side of the fence and, and looking inward so that you can go outward. And I think when you are helping people, that's incredibly, incredibly important and often missed. So I really, really appreciate um, just the focus on that. Yep. Thank you. Um, Yeah. So what kind of qualities, I mean, you spoke a lot about this question um, in your previous answer, but are there specific qualities that are helpful and or necessary for someone um, considering this kind of career path? And I guess a step further is if a student or recent grad was interested in a future opportunity uh, of employment at Bethlehem, how can they make themselves stand out on an application? Mm-hmm. So I have, this is, this is also, this is also a great question. I have a master's in early childhood education and early childhood development. I had no idea that I was going to go into this line of work. I went to school in Portland. I remember walking to my internship next door to uh, a low barrier um, shelter. And I remember thinking like, wow, what's happening over there? Oh, I'm, I'm with the kids, you know? So I, I think you never know where you're going to go in life and, and you just never know. It just, you can fall into whatever path that you feel like you're falling into. Right. So when we have somebody that submits an application or a resume and the background has nothing to do with social services or nothing to do with homeless shelter work, that's okay because it's okay for you in life to change what you want to do. 
right? You need to love what you do and have passion for you do for what you do. And if you wake up every day and you don't like what you do, then you need to make a serious change in your life. So that's my little pep talk to if you don't have experience and you want to apply for any position anywhere, that's okay. You get to make a change in your life. You get to make that change. So what stands out for us when we're talking to somebody and um, interviewing somebody is having, when somebody says what they mean by help, right? When, because again, going back to when people say, I just want to help people. What does that mean? Does that mean you want to give them something? Like, what is that? So in an interview, if you say, I just want to help people, we try to peel apart. What is help? What, what is that? And when we hear individuals really be able to articulate what help is and what they want to do, and when it starts to not have anything to do with them and have to do with someone with their client, like that's, that's when we start to really, huh, this, okay, this is interesting. Um, I mean, everybody chooses a field for one reason or another. Like I chose early childhood education because I remember a teacher growing up that had a huge impact on me. So if you naturally want to get into work involving direct service, you're probably going to have something that has influenced you. That's not going to turn us off to that, right? That's not, that's, that's not going to turn us off at all. We have a basically a three-step hiring process where you we talk to you on the phone, we are doing Zoom interviews, and then we can we'll interview in person, and then you come on site and meet some of the other staff. I mean, we want individuals to know exactly what they're getting into before they accept a position. And the interview mm-hmm. process is laid out like that because we don't we don't want to trick anybody into thinking that they're gonna be doing something that they're not going to do because there are situations that you see on site that can really hurt your heart, you know, and there we, we want people to know exactly what, exactly what they're getting into. Um, mm-hmm. We have a really long inter, or, um, training process. It's a really, it's a solid 80 hours of training. Again, this is different during COVID times, Pre-COVID, we were jam-packed full and did not have any space for anybody. Now with social distance, we have less residents on site, less staff on site. And the training process looks like now we're getting back to the scenario questions with individual, with with staff. Um, When before it's you learn directly on the job. I know that we're going to get back to that very soon. So... (laughs) I know we are. We have to, right? Yeah. Fingers <laughs> so, crossed. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So just, I think, again, don't disqualify yourself. You know, we, I have staff members that have background from all the way from um, nannying to restaurant work to bartending work to social services there's all across the board crisis counselor. I mean, we have crisis counselors. We have a CPS worker who's no longer in CPS. It's There's a lot of different backgrounds. And I think the point is you're going to be successful being here as an intern and as staff. 
if you're just willing to open your mind and learn from others and be willing to change, change what perspectives you had before. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. All of that is just gold and I'm sure will be really resourceful for students to hear. Um, You mentioned that if a student is interested, um, whether that's now uh, for the um, night shift or for any future opportunities to contact you, but do you have any lingering advice or um, ways that students could get connected, um, even if it's on a volunteer basis, or are there any specific needs that Bethlehem is in has right now um, that we can kind of promote to the community? Um, yeah, I think right now, I it's really important for, I think, us to promote to be educated in what is happening in our community, be educated in what's happening um, with the need for a low barrier warming shelter to being aware of what the homeless leadership coalition is. um, What are your local resources? When you see a camp that's off Revere and you're driving by and you're posting on Facebook, someone needs to do something about this, educate yourself on who are those someones and can you be one of those someones also? Um, I think just my, my advice is if you're, if you want to learn more, um, please learn more. We don't know what we want to say until we start talking and then you start to learn what you want to say and what you believe. Um, I, any staff member here is always open to dialogue and conversation. I love when I get phone calls from students that are like, I don't know what I want to do. Can you help me just get an idea of like what, what I should do? Um, I am, I am a huge advocate for taking advantage of all of the intern and practicum opportunities that you may have during school, because you may think that you want to do one thing. And then in a practicum, you'll learn, oh, I don't ever want to do that again. (laughs) So, and then also um, think about us if you're looking for overnight positions. I know there's people out there that overnight is their thing. So contact me. Um, again, my name's Tara. My email is Tara, T-A-R-A, at Bethlehemin.org. Bethlehemin has all E's. There's no A's. So Bethlehemin.org. And yes, we're here. And also there's a lot of agencies and nonprofits in this community. And we are so grateful for all of our partnerships, including with OSU. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. One quick last question for you. Sure. Um can students still be involved in the Homeless Leadership Coalition? I'm not sure if they are continuing to meet throughout um, COVID or if things have kind of transitioned or changed at all, but I didn't know if you had any information on that. I do. The Homeless Leadership Coalition has a has a Facebook page and the meetings are now live Facebook feed or live YouTube, and then you can go back and watch them. So if you can't if you can't watch the meeting live at 8 a.m., you can wake up at 9 and watch it. Uh, you can also email the Facebook page if you have an interest in the community of like, hey, I want to join a committee. What committees need an extra hand right now? And that you can easily hop on and your email will go on an email thread of, of that committee. 
There's some great committees out there that have uh, just a combination of all kinds of amazing nonprofit agency workers and community members that just want to do something. So yes, you can join a committee and you can even, I, I know there's some that are really shy on Zooms. You can keep your camera off. You can even stay muted. You can even listen. And again, right now is a very crucial time in all of our lives where we need to be listening and we need to be paying attention and educating ourselves. And if that looks like joining a committee and staying muted and staying quiet so you can listen and learn. And if that has nothing to do with what program you're going into, that's okay. It's, it's actually really healthy to have hobbies and interests that have nothing to do with what you do for work. So mm-hmm. there's my plug. <laughs> and yes, yeah, so Bethlehem and also has a Facebook page. If you have any questions, you can go on there and ask questions um, we kind of look at ourselves as almost like a lab homeless shelter where we, we love interns. We love practicum students. We just really love talking about what we know. <laughs> so we are, we are here, we are open. And um, again, every, I mean, I just, I think my last message is everybody stay safe and stay teachable. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Love it. Mic drop right there. <laughs> well, thank you again, Tara, so much for your time and just sharing Absolutely. a little bit more about the organization. Um, really, really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Till next time,